We would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that the land on which we record is the occupied, traditional, and unceded territory of the Stalo First Nation. I think that as I've grown older, I've become less pessimistic, and I think FH has had a big part in me becoming more optimistic, let me put it that way, because I have seen that there are solutions to some of these issues. It's not impossible. It is certainly not easy. But the way that FH addresses poverty, I have a lot of optimism that communities can change because of that, that relationships can change. Welcome to the Ending Poverty Together podcast. I'm Shalane, and we're here to discuss big questions about poverty in bite-sized ways. At Food for the Hungry, we believe in mutual transformation for everyone, and that includes our Canadian donors and partners. So I'm excited today to have a Canadian donor and partner joining me. Carmen Prefontaine has been a friend of FH for over 20 years. She has been privileged to travel to Peru, Cambodia, and Guatemala with FH and counts each one of these trips as highlights in her life. When at home in Calgary, Alberta, Carmen has a passion for helping clients improve the look and feel of their homes through interior decor and staging. She is mother to two adult sons, Ben and Luke, and has been happily married to her high school sweetheart, Chris, for 30 years. Carmen, thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Shalane. It's my pleasure. I always enjoy talking with you. Well, I'm excited to be able to have this conversation and just explore some of the ways that you and your husband, Chris, have been involved with FH. I do want to start, though, with the question that we're asking each guest at the beginning of these interviews. If you would finish the sentence, poverty is complex because... Boy, I gave this quite a bit of thought. (laughs) That is uh, a tough question. Hard to narrow it down. Um, What I did end up coming up with is poverty is complex because it involves people. And Mm -hmm. people are complex. Mm -hmm. I was reading a book recently, and I cannot remember which one it was, unfortunately, but something struck me. The author was talking about how no two people out of the billions of people on earth Mm -hmm. are the same in Mm -hmm. terms of their personalities, their circumstances, the way they respond to trauma. Mm. it's mind-boggling to think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if circumstances are similar, mm-hmm. they're never exactly the same for any right. two people. And then you add on to that the response to these circumstances mm. being so different. Mm-hmm. All that to say, it's no wonder that poverty is so complex because mm-hmm. human relationships are so complex. Emotions are so complex. Circumstances are so complex. Mm-hmm. Complexity is certainly a theme that we have talked about with different guests over these last um, seasons. And one of the ways that we address the complexity of poverty is by getting connected to some of these different organizations, Food for the Hungry being one of them. And that's a choice that you and Chris made lots of years ago. Was it 2006 that you guys first got connected? 
I actually should have tried to figure this out exactly. <laughs> I'm racking my brain thinking, was I pregnant when we first <laughs> right. went to the church where we met David Collins? Or mm-hmm. I'm trying, I was trying to remember if we put our son in the in the daycare. Anyways, I can't remember. I'm sure I would be able to figure it out if I really uh, did some digging. But yeah, it's for sure been over 20 years. Mm -hmm. So tell me how that actually came to be. How did you become aware of FH? And then how did you get involved? Oh, it's actually funny. We were church shopping. We had been trying different churches every Sunday Mm -hmm. for a few weeks. And we arrived at this church late, which is typical for us, I'm, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to say. Um, and so we scooted into one of the pews, sat down, and it was announced that it was Mission Sunday that we were attending. Hmm. And we leaned over to each other and just said, let's get out of here. Like, we don't mm. want to be at a Mission Sunday. We want to hear the pastor. Right. of this church to mm-hmm. see if it's a church that we want to attend. Mm-hmm. So this isn't relevant to us. We don't really need to know what missionaries this church is supporting. Let's leave. Mm-hmm. Well, by this point, really, the service was well underway, and we were in the middle of the pew, so it would have been <laughs> awkward to leave. Right. So we ended up staying, and boy, oh boy, it was life-changing. It's just so fortuitous that Mm -hmm. we were there that day. Uh, David Collins was the speaker. Mm -hmm. He was the former um, president of FH, which Mm -hmm. was actually called Canadian Food for the Hungry, CFHI back then. Right. And uh, my husband especially was so moved by his message. He spoke about the four relationships. Mm -hmm. So that was our first introduction to a major concept Mm. that I'm sure a lot of your listeners know about that Mm -hmm. FH teaches. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chris, my hubby, went up and chatted with David Collins afterwards and asked if they could go for coffee. Hmm. So that started uh, our relationship with him and with FH. Mm -hmm. And we quickly were really just wanting to get involved on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And We knew that FH primarily works through child sponsorship, Mm -hmm. and that was something that we had done before, and we were wanting a little bit to steer away from, to be honest, because we found it was a bit daunting to have to keep up with kids by writing letters Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And we felt guilty about not wanting to do that, but we wondered if there was a different way. And you know, Carmen, I guarantee that there are people listening right now who are going, oh, thank you for admitting that. (laughs) Thank you for being honest about that, because it's a reality. And that's that's not a hope, it's not a goal that we have. It's that people want to be able to be relationally connected, and life is busy, and sometimes it doesn't happen, and then they feel guilty. So you're not alone in that. Well said. Yeah, it's not that we didn't want to do it, but it's just was always this looming, you know, Mm -hmm. we need to do this. And my poor kid hasn't heard from me in half a year and that sort of thing. So anyway, especially my husband, Chris, was wondering if there would be an alternative way for us to get involved. Sure. And we started talking with David about the idea of our business sponsoring a Mm. village 
Mm -hmm. uh, versus us sponsoring individual kids. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was kind of a pilot project for FH at the time. Very much so. You were the first business partner. Oh, funny. Yeah. So my hubby's very entrepreneurial. So I think he and David kind of came up with the idea together. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband is partners with his brothers. Our business is called Fratello Coffee Roasters. Mm -hmm. And Fratello actually means brother in Italian. So um, just make that connection as to uh, my husband being partners with his brothers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the brothers, all three of them, and David set off to Ethiopia to see this village that we were going to sponsor at the beginning of the project at the inception of the project before any relationships had been built Uh so it was wonderful overwhelming life-changing trip and Mm. we were involved with them for several years after that Mm -hmm. well you really have been pioneers in in your connection with FH and being that first business partnership because it's something that has carried on and we now have multiple businesses who are involved and connected and building relationship with a particular community. And so thank you for being trailblazers in that. Oh my goodness. That's so awesome to hear. We love seeing the videos of um, graduations that have Mm, taken place, mm -hmm. the community that we were involved in. We actually ended up having to sort of pass the torch um, after several years, I'm not sure how many years, but um, Mm -hmm. Fifth Avenue Club here in Calgary ended up taking over our sponsorship. Okay. So it's another business here Uh in Calgary. And then they were a part of the graduation for that community. Mm. So to see that video when, you know, we had our own pictures of the brothers meeting with the village chief. Uh, he was mm-hmm. in a tree and the brothers were sitting on the ground with uh-huh. all of the rest of the community, you know, seeing pictures of the kids at that time. They didn't mm. have a school. They didn't have water. Um, mm. You know, they had actually just been moved. They were refugees and mm. the whole a whole big group of them had been relocated to this barren wasteland Hmm. with nothing, no, no huts, nothing. So to see that, and Mm -hmm. then to see the same kids in this video, right. Several years later, graduating, yes, um, grown up and happy and Hmm. just thriving. It was just, thrilling mm-hmm. so that that was our first experience with FH was was our own partnership in uh, mm-hmm. Ethiopia and what you've described there is really the transformation that happens in these communities and I'm curious to know what would you say is some of the transformation that has happened within you and I don't know if you're comfortable speaking for your husband, but within you and Chris, because of the involvement that you've had with Food for the Hungry. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just speak for myself to say, I think that as I've grown older, I've become less pessimistic. Hmm. (laughs) And I think FH has had a big part in that. Uh, a part in me becoming more optimistic, let me put it that way, Mm -hmm. 
Because I have seen that there are solutions to some of these issues. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, it is certainly not easy. Mm-hmm. But the way that FH addresses poverty, it just, I have a lot of optimism that communities can change because mm-hmm. of that, um, mm-hmm. that relationships can change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I think before we became involved with FH, I was a bit of a poopy pants when it came to. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my grandson. <laughs> You know, just not really believing that there was really anything that we could do mm-hmm. to help. That, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we could make ourselves feel a bit better by right. being involved. But really, was this doing any good? Yeah, uh, Were these efforts doing any good? And I really believe deeply now that these efforts are doing good. And like you said not only for the communities that we're involved with, but for us, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the moments that I've had in these communities over the years connecting with people have truly been some of the most spectacular moments mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Just um, the privilege of meeting people that are living in such different circumstances and mm-hmm. witnessing the joy they have despite their mm-hmm. circumstances. Uh, we've got so much to learn from people mm-hmm. all over the world. Yeah, for sure. And as I mentioned in your introduction, you have had the privilege of traveling with FH to Peru, Cambodia. I had the privilege of taking you to Cambodia. And I also had the privilege of traveling with you to Guatemala. And so I want to spend a few minutes talking about that because this was a trip that was unique something that had never been done at FH before. It was your idea. And we just love the creativity and the way you think outside the box on helping people know more about Food for the Hungry. So tell us a little bit about the Guatemala trip. Oh, goodness. I've I've taken to saying to my husband, I can't help it. I'm a celebrator. (laughs) (laughs) What a great (laughs) trait. (laughs) And Guatemala was all about celebrating. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. The excuse for the celebration was Mm -hmm. that I was turning 50. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can thank me later for having you point that out in front of this whole (laughs) national audience, okay? (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Uh, uh, So... Really, it wasn't about my birthday. It was purely an excuse to get my favorite people together Hmm. and to show them, have them experience what I've experienced over the years in coming along on a vision trip. Mm -hmm. And we had a double reason for going to Guatemala because my cousin, essentially, (laughs) happens to own a resort in Guatemala. She and her Mm. husband are Mm -hmm. missionaries there. Um, So we did a double visit to FH communities and my cousin's resort Mm -hmm. and ministry in Guatemala. So I guess uh, instead of, hey, gals, let's go to Vegas, which I also enjoy, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest, um, I thought, you know, let's use this as an opportunity to expose 
the, my friends and family to this organization that I've spoken so much about over the years. Hmm. Um, and they've been so gracious in listening to my stories when I return from trips. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing like actually experiencing it yourself. So exactly. it was their gift to me that they attended along with me. And mm-hmm. they were extremely blessed. If you were to speak to any of them, they all really, really enjoyed the trip. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed to be invited as your friend and then also as the leader of the team and got to interact with each of these women and get to know them and also share the joy of being in the communities in Guatemala and meeting in particular the women because it was a women's trip. We focused on meeting some of the women and I think of the women who have the business of um, growing strawberries and how many women on of your friends and family were deeply impacted by those particular women and that particular savings and loans group. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I think the savings and loans concept was really what they found to be the most mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my cousin Pam is actually considering implementing a similar thing in her mm. uh, circles in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a fairly new thing to FH. Uh, you, obviously, you know better than me, but that wasn't a part of your programming back when we first became involved. I don't know when it mm-hmm. became a thing, but um, I was really impressed with that in Cambodia as well. Mm-hmm. My goodness, what a great idea mm-hmm. to see people doing their own accounting and yes. having the ability to save. Uh, yeah, it just empowers people. And mm-hmm. all of the gals that traveled to Guatemala with us were really impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and you're not familiar with savings and loans groups at FH, it's an opportunity for community members to come together and to save together and our local staff train them on like you just said Carmen how to do the accounting how to run the whole savings and loan and then people can borrow from that for whatever needs they have the interest rates are not crazy sky high and there's also this beautiful community that develops as these people work and share and save together. So it really becomes foundational to so many other things changing and transforming within these communities. So it was delightful to be able to show you and your family and friends some of those because we saw this, the, the strawberry ladies, but we also saw the women who were doing some things like traditional clothing weaving and looking for ways to sell and to um, be able to get their products out in the market so that they could generate an income. So mm-hmm. lots of lots of really exciting things that came from that. And again, it was just a privilege to be able to be there and to celebrate you and to help you celebrate the work of FH in the communities with your your closest people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. So you mentioned earlier your maybe a little bit of ambivalence around the child sponsorship because of the realities of staying connected. However, you and Chris have been sponsoring children for a very long time, for many, many years. I 
am wondering if you would share what have you learned from that experience? And I know for a fact that you have at least one child that you have sponsored in Cambodia because we got to meet that child and his family when we were there on that trip. That's right. Yes. You know, I've actually been able to meet three sponsor children wow. in three different countries. So first I met uh, Freddie in Peru. Mm-hmm. That was my first trip with FH. And then I met um, Vimian in mm-hmm. uh, Cambodia with you and his mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and his brothers. Uh, and then I met Anna just now on this trip to Guatemala back in October. Right. So uh, I've made it a point to sponsor kids in countries that I hope to visit mm-hmm. or that I have planned to visit mm-hmm. so that I can meet them. Mm. So I do very much enjoy having that relationship with the kids. It was just when we were thinking about sponsoring on a greater scale, the sure. thought of, you know, having to write 30, right. <laughs> you know, letters yeah, that's, or, that's a bit or daunting. more hundreds yeah. of letters, stuff, yeah. you know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. A bit daunting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it was such a neat experience to meet, especially uh, the little fella in Cambodia. Hmm. That was a really neat connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, FH had started something at the time where, Uh, a sponsor and the sponsor child planted a tree together. Hmm. And that was such a special moment to plant a tree with little Vimian and, you know, both of our hands together in the soil and we took Mm -hmm. some pictures. And so I ask him about that tree every time we write now. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really neat moment. And his parents were so awesome. They were so proud and uh, strong, just a really beautiful little family unit they had there. I'm sure mm-hmm. you remember that too, Sean. I do. And I one of the things that I remember was Vimian talking about, and his parents talking about things that Vimian was learning in the FH Kids Club and bringing mm-hmm. home about recycling and about care of the home and some of the uh, waste management kinds of things even. I don't know if you remember that, but that just that stuck out to me as this child influencing the bigger family. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to visit one of those kids clubs as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. yeah, again, just to see all of the different activities and even just the kids having fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were so proud to prepare traditional foods for us mm-hmm. and, you know, singing and playing. Yeah, it was really great to visit the those uh, clubs. Mm-hmm. If you were telling somebody about your connection to FH, what would be two or three of the highlights that you would pick that you would choose, and maybe you've already touched on some of them, so there might be some repeat, but what what would you say have been some of the key things that stand out to you as you have partnered with FH over these last 20 years? Well, definitely number one has been the opportunity to travel. Mm-hmm. And I realize that I'm very privileged that I was able to do that, but mm-hmm. there's just nothing like being face-to-face with these friends and mm-hmm. uh, witnessing their way of life. Um, so 
number one, the travel, mm-hmm. um, and also the travel in terms of the team that I've traveled with. Mm. Um, so you are a big part of that, Shalane. I've traveled with you twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other ladies that were in, uh, on the trip with us in Cambodia, right. uh, they were such great ladies. And, uh, you know, I had so much to learn from both of them as well. Mm. Um, so the team um, mm-hmm. dynamic and travel, um, of course, the people that you meet once you're there. Um I always say a huge blessing to me has been witnessing the work of the local staff in these countries. Hmm. These people are just incredible. Um, You know, the way that FH hires Mm -hmm. uh, locals Mm -hmm. to run these programs, just seeing their commitment and their love for their fellow Mm-hmm. countrymen. It is just awesome. But I appreciate you pointing that out because 98%, roughly 98% of our international staff are from the countries that they're working in. They are citizens mm-hmm. of the countries they're working in. And mm-hmm. that's such an important piece because it removes that sense of we are going there to fix them. And it's... um one of the things that I know you and I have talked about quite a bit as you've been involved with our Ending Poverty Together workshop, which is educating Canadians about root causes of poverty and the work that FH does, is to really help remove that savior complex that Mm -hmm. sometimes we have in the West, that we have the answers and that we need to take our solutions somewhere else. And the truth is, that doesn't work very well. So maybe that's a, a lead in to asking you the question. Tell me a little bit about your involvement with the Ending Poverty Together workshop and what what difference has that made in your life, that content and that, um, that workshop? For sure, a big part of what I've gleaned from my relationship with FH over the years is the material and the facilitation of the EPT workshops. Mm. Um, Just becoming more and more familiar with that material. Um, I'm always in awe of the way you teach it, Shalane. I learn something different every time we uh, teach together or I am a part of a course that you're facilitating. Uh, Just the concepts behind that course are... Uh, very different from what I had ever heard before. Mm. Um, Very clear. Uh, They bring hope. Uh, Again, an optimism about there is actually something that can be done here. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The course, I feel, levels the playing field. Mm. Uh, As you've said before, it, it just helps me to realize that I that there are areas in my life where that are impoverished mm-hmm. relationally that that course material is is life changing i'm so glad that i've been exposed to it through fh and i appreciate your willingness to be part of facilitating that and letting people know what is involved in it Carmen, as you well know, you and I could chat for a very long time because we've done that numerous times we are coming to it 
an end to this particular time. Would you finish us off here with an encouragement that you would have to someone who is considering maybe becoming a donor, maybe becoming a a business partner, or considering child or community sponsorship with Food for the Hungry? What what encouragement might you have to that person? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh, First of all, I would encourage people to look into the EPT workshop. Mm. I think it's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. It's very comprehensive. Uh, It is such important material to spend time thinking about. Mm -hmm. And I think it then leads very well into further involvement. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that course and I would really encourage people to look into it. Mm -hmm. And if possible, I think vision trips are a fantastic Mm -hmm. start to Mm -hmm. a relationship with FH. Mm -hmm. Um, If not, another way might be speaking with somebody else who's been on a vision trip, um, looking at their pictures, allowing Mm -hmm. them the chance to talk about what they learned and what they experienced. Mm -hmm. I I know I've really appreciated that my friends and family over the years have shown a genuine interest when I come home from these trips Mm -hmm. and they, you know, want to know what, what happened there? What did we experience? Um, They, ask a lot of questions. Um, So if you aren't able to attend a trip yourself, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to really inquire with Mm -hmm. someone who has. Well, I'm just imagining people listening and thinking, I want to talk to Carmen. I want to see her picture. So you can just know that I'm going to send people your way, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. (sighs) This has been great. Thank you so much. I feel very privileged to be walking with you on this journey, to have known you and engaged with you over the last seven years. And I look forward to many more years of connecting. And I do just want to say a huge thank you on behalf of Food for the Hungry to both you and Chris for your faithful, generous involvement over all these years. And thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. You know I always love chatting with you, my friend. Oh, thank you. To explore what your next steps could be or find out more about FH Canada, start by checking out fhcanada.org resources. 